0: Hello and
2: welcome to the 328th episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. This is Tim in Orlando, Florida.
0: This is
1: Matt in
0: Minneapolis, Minnesota.
1: And this is Spencer in Boston, Massachusetts. Uh, when is this one going to drop, you guys? Um, I have a bad feeling about this one. Um, yeah, yeah. Today is... The 18th? Yep. Um, it's going to take us a couple days now. I have a bad feeling that uh, this might drop on D Day.
0: I think it's going to, because tomorrow, the 19th, is both Matthew Vanderpoel and my son's birthday. So greatness. Definitely. He's going to get those jeans. They're in the air. So yeah, this will probably drop on the 20th, which will be an interesting day. I hope you're enjoying this podcast while you're going away from
2: the Capitol. Mm-hmm. I am a little curious, guys. We were discussing this in the green room. Has anybody seen Quinn Simmons?
0: I haven't seen him. Well, I did see him one place.
1: Spencer, have you seen him? I haven't seen him. I've been hearing a lot about this Q guy, but I, I can't find him anywhere.
2: Uh, is is he Q? Is he Q? Q. Apparently, <laughs> apparently, there's a lot less Q messaging going on, and it coincides with when Quinn Simmons... Was kind of kicked off of um, the team for a little while there.
1: Good while you got some media training. Mm-hmm.
2: But then, as as I was perusing through Twitter, the Slow Ride podcast Twitter account made another connection about Q factor on our pedals. We don't really talk about Q factor anymore. That used to be the hot buzzword when yeah. I was reading Cycle Sport magazine well, um, back in the day. Should think uh-huh.
0: about it. It's important, Tim, and it's. It's been there the whole time, and you don't think about it, right? What does Q Factor know that you don't know? It knows a lot. That's what. Does it make any sense? No, it doesn't make any sense. Will it make sense eventually? You just have to wait. I'm
1: running. I'm running out of tinfoil over here, but I've got a pretty good hat going, and I gotta say, what you guys are putting down, I'm starting to pick up. I I think if I am uh, reading the tea leaves here correctly. Q Factor all along. Quinn Simmons?
2: Well, he was just a vehicle.
1: Overthrow of the government.
2: Yes. But yep. it perhaps he it, it does all track. Um, one thing you would notice is Quinn Simmons never wore egg beaters, and egg beaters actually are not the best um for Q factor because long. they break all the time. Uh-huh. <laughs> So when an egg beater
0: breaks, (laughs)
2: exactly. So that's how you know if someone, if someone is on egg beaters, go Mm -hmm. far, far away. However, if someone is on time, a tax, attack, attack the capital. Yeah, it's right there.
1: Do you feel like this whole Q factor movement in cycling started in the weight weenies message boards and uh, (laughs) (laughs) really blew up from there? Really got people believing and buying into, uh. You know the 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 information, if that's what you want to call it, that was being peddled mm-hmm. over
2: there. Ooh, well done. I think what's really interesting to me is, yes, I do think it all started in the weight weenie message boards in the in the far far reaches of the internet where where most rational people did not descend, and that's mm-hmm. where it kind of bubbled up when we were talking about grams yeah. and and various wait- things, and then the Q factor became the most important measurement. And suddenly, Chloe Digert showed up. And then all of a sudden, we're like, oh, wow, Is, are we okay to be fans of hers or not? But then she went down the Q-Factor rabbit hole, too, mm-hmm. with a bike that had a drive side on the wrong side of the bike. Yeah.
1: Oh, that was wild. And, you know, we thought road bike reviews forums were bad, but we had no idea what was going on in Weight Weenies' world. Um, and things just really spiraled out. of <laughs> It was like an echo chamber. And yeah. it's culminated.
2: It, I don't know if you guys have seen this. It, it, it's um, culminated coming out of the news, coming out on the, the West Coast.
1: Yeah, things are um, getting bad in the Pacific Northwest.
2: It, Portland is out of control. I mean, let's, let's cut right to it. The Antifa has taken over, and now they are running quite the false flag operation by bidding <laughs> for the UCI World Championships <laughs> with Chloe Dygart and Quinn Simmons, Simmons as the, the, the <laughs> figureheads.
1: Yeah. yeah, prominently featured. <laughs> <laughs> What's um, up with that? I don't want to debunk this because I like where this is going. I think a lot of the red, red tape is connecting here. The the, the string mm-hmm. on your pegboard is uh, making a lot of sense to me. They were, however, the two most recent U.S. world champions.
2: Again, how convenient. Mm-hmm. So the Portland yeah. Portland World Championships... Mm -hmm. I know we're deep down in Conspiracy Corner here, but let's be honest. Is Portland really worthy of hosting a World Road Championships? I mean, it's no Richmond, Virginia. Um, (laughs) So
1: they do have a Voodoo Donuts, and they do have a Sizzle Pie Vegan Pizzeria. That much I know.
2: And they have Powell's, a union bookstore where you can pick up all of your leaflets and other... um,
1: you can have your uh your antifa meetings in the back room probably
2: probably um they have clients i thought the uci was i i thought the uci was doing the whole thing where you had to like host entire world championships like all of the events um like the way glasgow is Mm -hmm. gonna do in Uh, 2022 I
1: (laughs) i have a feeling that was just like a a cruel trick they played on Scotland at this point like they were like oh yeah and you have to do this one and you have to do this one and you, like they wanted Scotland to back out and they just didn't and uh so then the UCI had it like got their uh, you know got their bluff called and oh. now they have to go through with it
0: That's a conspiracy so is portland on a conspiracy?
2: bad for, is portland bad for USA cycling I don't why would it be bad well because well, they're Obra, not Obra. It's Obra territory, yeah. Like... <laughs> Which is like, on weight weenie message board is a pretty big thing. <laughs> this is this is quite the conspiracy theory we're drumming up here, boys. Mm-hmm. Is the UCI um,
1: even aware that Obra exists?
2: That is a <laughs> they seriously be... good question. Well, I, probably I'm don't. sure there's a couple people that do, but do you think you, USA Cycling is going to come down with an iron fist and just be like, look, we will support your bid for world championships, but you must end Obra.
1: Well, I mean, I would think that USA Cycling will send in their National Guard to clean up the uh, OBRA revolutionaries that are there, Mm -hmm. um, the pockets that are still remaining, and uh, kind of clear it out ahead of the UCI coming in.
2: Okay, so... (laughs) (laughs) Wow, I was going to do a more serious, like, let's do a breakdown of North American cities to host the World Championships. So we've got Uh Montreal... In 72, 73, something like that. Merck's won the triple that year. Then you have Colorado Springs hosted it. Mm -hmm. And then it Mm -hmm. took a long delay to Hamilton, Ontario. uh,
1: What a glorious
2: race that that was. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh. With Igor Astorola up the S compartment. 2003? Yeah. Three Three or four, yeah. And then you've got Richmond Road Worlds. You had Louisville Cyclocross Worlds. Mm -hmm. And then... You have Fayetteville coming up mm-hmm. um, and Portland. So, yeah, it seems like Portland's in, you know, the inappropriate uh, compatriot of uh, cities to host, right? Outside, take out Montreal, real world class cities right there. Wow, you're slagging on Portland.
0: <laughs> wow. Um, I, Portland's a nice city, I, I I would always, I think I've said this before, I think I'd throw a St. Paul's hat in the ring as a city that would be. Perfect for a world.
2: Did
1: Tim just put Fayetteville in world class cities?
2: Yeah, he did. Okay. I, yeah. Hey, I, I love going to Maine. I think Maine is fantastic. All right, I what? I enjoy Maine. I don't know this tangent. Portland, Maine. <laughs> Isn't that where Worlds is? Yeah. Oh, the other Portland. Uh, oh man, sorry. All right, all right. <laughs> I easily forget about those two.
0: Hey, Portland, Maine is lovely. It's got it's. That'd be it. Would be fun. At least,
1: at least it's a capital city. Yeah, Portland.
0: Portland, Maine would be <laughs> very, sweet very because true. it would. It would be. I, I just imagine it would be cold and rainy. You know, it'd be like Oslo. It was when they like like that, when you know, oh. known conspiracy theorists, yeah. at least to us, Lance Armstrong won. So,
2: well, let's go down that rabbit hole. So we learned about. <laughs> we learned over the week. It's been one hell of a great week here in the United States. It's um, been a wild week. Oh yeah, it's been it's a been wild. A, so we learned game. about a week and a half ago that Ricardo Rico is an anti-vaxer. That Ricardo, in short, Ricardo Rico really cares about what types of things are getting put into his body. Yes. Yeah. Um,
0: Just turn the page. <laughs> a scale, Incredible.
1: On, <laughs> it's amazing.
2: Okay, on a scale of one to ten, little guy, ten being completely blew my mind, and one being like, yeah, sounds about right. Where do you land on the fact that Ricardo Rico is an anti-vaxxer?
0: I, I kind of, kind of the one or two, like he's, he's flipped. That's, that's what I was, you know, was like, he he's like born again. He's, a, he's got a no needles policy in his own life now. I imagine, <laughs> Not to imagine, you know, like he's, t- he's just totally the other way. I imagine he's like, everything's organic with his ice cream and he freaks out if something isn't, yeah. you know, so yeah.
2: Wow. So he's got, he's got, he's gotten the no needles policy. He's like, yeah. um, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> just oh, I'm a bad dude. I just can't have any needles around me at all.
0: He he knows he'll just well, start blood doping again. He can't be trusted.
2: He always had grass fed,
1: all organic, non GMO EPO. Yeah, like and and uh... I
0: thought you were gonna say grass fed, not non GMO other people's blood.
1: Well, that too, you know, girlfriend's There's nothing blood. wrong with that. That's it's from I mean, you the got... earth, baby.
2: He yeah. must have gotten really scared straight when he injected his um ex-fiancé's blood into his body hey, accidentally when he was already on a 4-year ban. I think if um,
0: anything will scare you straight from injecting things you you're not familiar with in your body. It's when you inject somebody else's blood into you and you almost go into a coma
2: and shock or whatever. Let's not forget. Let's not forget the Cobra riding a bike. Godspeed yeah. Cobra. Okay. So little guy, we were thinking about Ricardo Rico being the anti-Vaxer and then mm-hmm. You came up with your own conspiracy theory um, that you picked up on the Q-Factor message boards. Um, what What is this one?
0: Well, I'm just saying, Lance, no one's heard from Lance in all this. I haven't heard any Lance COVID news. I'm imagining he's got to be also doesn't believe in vaccines. It only makes sense. It, I feel like all these guys that doped heavily in the 90s would flip, you know, not not go near medicine now.
1: <laughs> it does. It does make sense. You it know, he's always scared of cancer too. I, it
0: tracks in the way that none of this tracks, but things track when they don't track. I don't know. Track, 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 track. I'm saying track too many times. It doesn't make any sense. Makes sense to some of us. Q. Is that how it works? Do you just say Q periodically, and then people uh, know I that like so. the next uh, part I don't is know a message? How this works. Is that like the co- like you set the code? like when you would set like a you know like you'd send a message in your sub in World War 2 like you'd set the first letter and they'd know to like put in the right sheet to set the enigma machine or whatever <laughs> if i say q and then you know to like turn off 47% of your brain or something and then mm-hmm. you know to be
2: like ah oh, i get it hunter allen i get it yeah <laughs> <laughs> who is this hunter allen guy i saw this popping up on twitter all around well, the same time
1: I can tell you who he's not. He is not a co-founder of training peaks because they had to release a a statement, uh, saying as much after, um, famed cycling coach, Hunter Allen, um, who I think wrote the training Bible or I don't know.
2: No, that's Dirk Friel, right?
1: Yeah. Uh, He's from back in the day and he still has a, a coaching company called peaks, uh, cycling coaching or whatever. And, um, He was prominently featured in uh, some weird gun nut um, libertarian uh, (laughs) documentary on CBS, uh, which is a news channel here in the States. Um, And yeah, it kind of wackadoodle. So that was some more exciting uh, American cycling news uh, going
2: on. What Um, the hell has happened to this country?
3: Yeah, well, his his like LinkedIn
1: page or whatever or his blog said he was a co-founder of Training Peaks and Training Peaks had to be like, No, you weren't <laughs> <And> put, <laughs> this thing. Yeah. I know he was involved with them at some point, but clearly not a co-founder <laughs> as he claimed. So Can we find return? Your, find your coaching somewhere else if anyone is using Peaks cycling coaching, I guess.
2: Oh my goodness. Can we just get back to the good old days of worrying about non-important, life-threatening things, like how many riders USA Cycling has selected for the cross World Championships. Like, that is the type of conspiracy theory argument mm-hmm. I want to discuss. It's way more important than um, what the heck Portland is trying to do hosting a World Championships, which I wish them best of luck. I'll be there on the front lines. I mean, not the front lines. I will be there <laughs> cheering. <laughs> I'll be there cheering. Tim um,
1: has... Outed himself as an Antifa super soldier oh, here man. on the Slow ride
2: podcast. <laughs> the president. This wait, this is this is a podcast? I thought this was the I thought this is an Antifa uh meetup where yeah, we discuss meetup. how we're gonna spend bend mm-hmm. our Soros checks. Yeah, Soros I checks. I
1: am man. I am a little concerned that we've like said something in this podcast so far that is like an activation word for some Q factor uh allegi- aligned um uh, cycling wing nut that's gonna, you know, stick a silk a pump in somebody's spokes. So,
2: yeah, everyone's getting them now. I saw Prawley is uh, getting hate because on his website, he's like, Hey, mm. we don't support the violent overthrow of the U.S. government by white nationals <laughs> in the U.S. Yeah. Capitol. Um, Over yeah. there
1: on the Radivist. That was yeah. pretty cool to see. Good yeah, for it's him. Good to
0: see. I, people are giving him hate for that. That's just like, gosh, yeah, it's just. Of course. Like, I'm glad we can joke about all this, but it is insane. Well, Everything's insane right now. Um, Guys,
2: let, let's do get into what I was getting at, the bigger yeah, conspiracy Tim, theory.
1: You, you brought up a good point about the, uh, uh, you know, getting back to the normal of arguing about mundane cycling things. Like <laughs> like who USA Cycling has selected for the Cyclocross Worlds team, uh, which was announced this week. A bunch of uh, rock stars that you would expect to be there, Becca Farringer, uh Katie Keo, uh national champion Claire Hansiger, all all the all the ones you would expect to be there. And then on the men's side, um Curtis White. <laughs> and and who that, else? That, that that was it. Um oh, okay not filling the allotted slots. Um again, they have done this before. Um and nah. uh Jesse Anthony, the cycle cross coordinator or whatever for USA cycling you know, said well, these are the folks that have metal potential. So if we don't have metal potential, so I mean, and that makes sense. You know, if you're not going to waste your funds on sending people over for fun, good fun times, vacation. You know, it's not um, a vacation. You want I get you that. want serious metal contending, top twenty, whatever um, your criteria is. Um, you know, that's fine. And uh, and if the U.S. Uh, isn't there. Um, then those spots don't get filled. And I, I feel like if you draw that line in the sand, so be it. My question, I guess, is then in 2022 in Fayetteville, is that line <laughs> still going to be in the sand? Are we not going to fill our thing? Because I, it's going to be in that
2: artificial sand pit. It will be. Yeah.
1: I don't think we're going to um, excel all the way up to metal contention uh, for six or whatever um, slots by then. Um, so I'm curious to see if they uh, stick to their word uh, so as they are now.
2: I was listening on Cyclocross Radio. They were discussing this, and I am of the thought that if someone is willing to pay to be at Worlds, they're already over there in Europe, let them go. Let them get the experience, because here's the thing. is If we're only sending people that are going to be for metal contention, then we're going to maybe send one person at a time. It's not, you're not going to be a metal contention. This is like the Olympics when Dan from Nam goes out and has a hell of a ride riding a non arrow bike in the TT and people were worried about like, oh, he's an embarrassment to the sport, but you know what? He got more goodwill and stories and positive nature from that effort than mm-hmm. anyone else could have had. So why not send some of the riders that we already have over in Europe to Worlds? A- Andrew Giuliano, give him the chance of a lifetime to go race in Worlds. He's been doing some heavy lifting. He brings publicity to the sport by some great articles and freelance work that he does. I mean, to me, that is the type of thing that it should be. I know that others will say like, well, he wouldn't have a chance to win. Well, I'm sorry, as much as I am a a big fan of Curtis White and what he has accomplished in his, um, his year over there and like how he's been a consistent, um, rider in that 16th place, um, area. (laughs) And then if it's super muddy, he might break the top 10, which is fantastic to see, He's not going to meddle at Worlds, and if he does, it'd be the greatest thing ever, and I'd be absolutely stoked. But, I mean, why are we sending Curtis White then? <laughs> I mean, if you're going to draw the line, I know there's standards that they have, but you know what? The, all the spots aren't being filled, so let's send the riders if they want to go. Yeah, right? Well, I, yeah. There's only Obviously, two guys
0: you can win, so, I mean, every other... Well, that's what I'm <laughs> saying, so, like...
2: Up. Yeah, literally I, every country, if they yeah, were going so, by that standard, shouldn't send anybody. <laughs> I guess, to me, it's like... I don't mind having standards. The standards are important, but the last standard should be if the spots are not filled, then it goes for UCI ranking. And then if it goes by pecking order, like, oh, you know, I'm ranked 73rd in the world and I want to go to do worlds. It's not going to be a drain on the USA cycling budget. Then let them go, because that's the only way we're going to increase the riders performance for when they come back and race stateside and domestically. I think it's embarrassing for USA Cycling to have riders there and not to fill every one of those spots. We fill them in World yeah. Cups with yeah. riders that want to go. Well, or we have other riders in World Cups that do it. Point, it's always
0: point. so silly, too, because, I mean, somebody has to be last. So, I mean, if, if everybody just showed up, yeah, like you're saying, like the only two people are really going to win. We all It's wilder Vanderpool. Nobody else is going to win. So everyone else should just stay home and just throw it in from the beginning. And it's, it's an it's insane and, way to like
2: <laughs> take your life. And on. it's important to note that on the women's side, we have on the it's important to note that on the women's side, we have some tremendous athletes that actually have a very real likelihood of podium or even winning, which is great mm-hmm. to see. Fantastic. On the men's side, Spencer, I am a hundred percent in agreement with you. This, this talking out of both sides. Now, if we only send one to Fayetteville, then I would be <laughs> Amazed at USA Cycling's fortitude to stay to like an arbitrary level, but they will find some reason to break this. And
1: the 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 Slow Ride podcast will make a thousand dollar donation to USA Cycling if they send only one male rider (laughs) to Fayetteville.
2: That I love that I am all in on that. Yeah, um, for sure. So if you want to become a member or supporter of the Slow Ride Podcast, head over to wideanglepodium.com and find out how you can help us stick it to USA Cycling with a $1,000 <laughs> donation if they send only one rider to Cyclocross Worlds in Fayetteville. Yeah, as opposed to 20. <laughs> uh,
1: you know, unless it's, we somehow have some metal con- con- uh contenders, but, I, you know, we're
2: not gonna. I just, it's just, it, it is such a weird thing, um, but it. it it is what it is. I know, See that's the type of thing we'd much rather talk about in conspiracy corner. Why is USA Cycling restricting only one male rider, men's rider on the team when we have other riders over there? Why?
1: I don't know. They don't I mean, you know, you could say they don't want to use up the uh the bandwidth of the mechanics or whoever and it's like I don't think those folks do they have would, mechanics? I think they would be cognizant of that. I think they'd be like, "Oh, yeah, we just want to be here. Like, hey. we'll
2: we'll stay out of the way, you know? Hey, can you just uh, send me one of those primal wear skin suits? It'd be great. <laughs> yeah. I will say, it, it's going to be amazing if Curtis White pulls off a Jonathan Page and gets second place, top podium, out of nowhere. Yeah. How awesome would that be? We
0: That'd just got to so have beautiful. some uh, some barriers go floating across the course. Maybe it'll be windy. <laughs> wink, wink. Maybe the quality <laughs> of the barriers will be factored in oh. Activate, oh. activate 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 <laughs> Alright I think that's taken care of boys <laughs> So sp-
2: <laughs> Speaking of Europe It is time to check in with our very own European correspondent Michael Matthews to see how his off going on this week's Primo
1: Matthew Vanderpool, and I don't listen to the Slow Ride Podcast.
2: All right, guys, here we are, as mentioned just before the break. Head on over to WideAnglePodium.com to find out how you can become a member or a supporter of the Wide Angle Podium Network, and you can directly support your favorite shows like the Slow Ride Podcast, Cyclocross Radio.
1: Criterium Nation's a good one.
2: Well, I was thinking of Nowhere Fast. Um, Nowhere Fast well. is a great
1: one. The yeah.
2: Criterium Nation, Nowhere Fast. We have some great shows over there. Grodio is going to be making a comeback once Grode season starts back up. We're absolutely thrilled about that with Amanda yep. Nauman and, and Zach. I, I mean,
1: I have dug us into a little bit of a hole with this um, promise of $1,000. I did not run this by you guys before I just blurted it out. So I think it would be prudent to have that on hand just in case. <laughs> Uh, USA Cycling only does send one mm-hmm. uh, male elite rider, so a well, USA Cycling team. is Make known for
2: keeping their word, so this will be good. Um, <laughs> so, anyways, that's uh, that's fantastic. We'd also like to check out a couple of our um, recurring uh, partners. Head over to Buckler Skincare um, to find out more about the Miracle Wap Chamois Cream, the best chamois cream in the business. I use it all the time. Go to bucklerskincare dot com, and we get some proceeds from your purchase. We'd also like you to go to wideanglepodium.com slash coffee to find out about the Grimper Brothers Wide Angle Podium exclusive coffee blends. They'll send it your way. Fantastic to get. So once again, wideanglepodium.com slash coffee. And with that, let's head back to the show.
3: Hi, this is Dan from Nam. Namibia, North Vietnam, and you are listening to The Slow Ride Podcast. All
2: right guys, here we are back and I think we should dig down into the mailbag. Um we got arguably one of the best emails um I have seen in a while. <laughs> Hello gentlemen. I hope all is good. I have a small update to the fact that Tim said that AG2R will have a bunch more wins in 2021 than in 2020. He could be right. As it seems, the Belgian government has a heart for cycling and is in the process of helping some of its top athletes. As it looks, both Oliver Nason and Greg Van Avermaet are now going to text The Belgian population with a personal message in three languages to schedule their respective vaccination date and place. This is in order to fully activate their thumbs that are not being that have not been used to campy (laughs) these last few years, if ever. Best regards, Nicholas. And I think Nicholas brings up a very good point here, guys. Strong point, Mm -hmm. yeah. AG2R is going to be on fire next year with GVA all over that campy after sending out I don't know how many people live in Belgium I'm assuming it's bigger than Iowa City so a couple million um, are going to be just getting text messages in three languages nice. all written by the thumbs it's of a, GVA
1: a quick google search says 11.4 million people, lot
2: uh, people. in Belgium There, Tim. Yeah, that's a lot of text that is a lot of text now, he's gonna
1: have some brutal thumbs. They're just gonna be—he's <laughs> gonna be shifting like nobody's business. Yeah.
2: And Oliver Nason. I mean, let's not forget about our hero. I mean, this guy is just—I mean, oh man, this is it. I—I th- I think we've got this. He's gotten second at Milan-San Remo last year, or in 2019. Mm-hmm. Maybe now's the year he wins it. He's always right. In there. fact, oh. in fact, Cyclocross Radio. Bill Scheich and Zach, and Michael uh, Bodenheimer were sitting there on their show last week talking about how uh, Venturini won French National Cyclocross Championships, rocking the new AG2R big, bold, big font jersey. Ooh, and they first said, The first win in the kit. The first win in the kit. And Bill said that a slow ride podcast prop would be who's going to win the second race for AG2R in 2021? I'm going to say oh. it now. Oliver Nason at Milano San Remo. Wow.
0: That, Interesting. Those, that's a those long... thumbs are going to be on fire. Yeah. That's a long time to wait for their first win, unfortunately, though. A big well, win. You think it's going to be an kind of umloop? Makes up for it. Um, man, I don't know. I'm kind of scanning. I'm scanning. I'm scanning. They don't <laughs> have a lot of big winners on the team. I mean, they have a ton of big winners. They're great. They're great. They're wonderful.
2: Yeah, just thinking about how awesome they're going to be now. They got Larry Warbass. I mean, maybe he could pull one off. Like a uh, he could win some, you know, training camp race down in uh, Australia. Are those even happening this year? Those aren't. Those are all canceled. They've all been canceled. Yeah, my bad. My bad. Jeez, gee whiz, guys, back off. I'm going to go back to the weight weenie message board.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I I do think. I do think they'll pull off something before Milan sanremo I don't know what that'll be. It'll probably be something small around Monaco. I just you know, that's where my gut is telling me. Um Man, Bob Jungles, he seems like uh he's up for a win. <laughs> oh yeah, they got mommy. You know? Like <laughs>
2: it's been a while.
0: <laughs> I it's been a while. He's sort of been quiet. I'm gonna root for I kinda wanna root for Venturini to win again. Just like keep it going, you know, just yeah. <laughs> Just get all the wins well, on the team. But I'd kinda like to see the the l- younger uh Naysa and Lawrence pick up the first win, you know?
1: Vent Venturini's the obvious pick. Like he's clearly gonna win something uh in France, some cycle cross race, some C two or C one or whatever, but that's too easy. Um you know. I'd like w- to see uh, uh, uh so a Larry Warbass pull it off somehow. Yeah. You know? n- well now he in wins
2: t- Trobo Leone. In this thumb theory, the thumbs theory that we have been operating on, we do know that the thumbs working in reverse does not help, right? Movie star had a horrible year as soon as they left Campy. Yeah, Alejandro Valverde, his worst year since he was I don't know in two thousand two, like twenty years ago yep. um, when he was yeah. twenty two. So maybe it's the other way in reverse. Like once you get onto the thumbs, then um, things improve. Uh, who knows? We got another email here from our last episode. We talked about our blockbuster movie ideas, um, or two episodes ago in the, uh, not, not that non sequitur episode from last week, the type 20 minute, um, insert yeah. I'm talking Canon, um, the Canon of the slow ride uh-huh. podcast from two episodes ago. Um, episode, uh, 327. we talked about our movies and Eric Coleman hits us up. I think I have an idea for your movie. If you need funding. You need to talk to we Tyler. Do. We do. Yeah. You need to talk to Tyler Perry and do a Medea cycling movie. And then you can hire Daniel uh-huh. Stern and have him pay, play all of the roles. And this this is what uh. I like. Daniel Stern. He is oh so well rounded. I can't believe How the flack I did
1: not think of that. Yeah. yeah. I can't believe I didn't oh it's
2: right there. Well, it
1: would have been like a nutty professor situation. Exactly. Could have Classic. Could so good.
2: That's such a good movie. Uh, so good <laughs> stuff <it>? there, guys.
1: <laughs> it's one of Tim's favorites. Which one? Which
0: one? Well, There's like 50.
2: Pick your Well, poison. like Little Guy said last week, if we really need funding for any of these, we're just going to call it Um And yeah. we, we did have some fun on the uh, Twitter the past week. And we do have, um, one more thing that we do need to get into, uh, Jen Kratz, friend of the pod on the slow ride podcast, super exclusive weight weenie fan experience zone on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Actually, I'm pretty sure that, that, that Facebook group is, is where all of the craziest cycling theories start. Um, oh, I'm
1: she texted, sure about it. She,
2: she, she shared a video that absolutely blew my mind. I was so happy to share it with you guys into the Slow Ride Podcast um, secret Twitter account where we discuss, it's like the green room's green room. And I was so happy that this passed. Of course, I am talking about the Cycle. This is um, a bike that uh, the tagline is twice the gain. And you can follow along with us by going to twicycle.com. Make sure you watch the video. It's it's fantastic. A little disappointed that in their um on the front page there they talk about the where where the press has discussed this thing. I'm assuming all of these reputable magazines got samples of this amazing product. So if, if TwiCycle wants to send one out to me here, I can't wait to send this thing to the uh the local bike shop to have them build it. Oh, but yeah. basically, it is a hand cycle mixed with a bicycle where the handlebars the handlebars rotate like a poorly tightened stem bolt so basically as you rotate your handlebar you're turning another gear that's attached to the front wheel by a chain and just because you're worried that your chest may hit this exposed chain ring Mm -hmm. there's a pad there's a pad for you to rest your chest on did chris horner design this it's
1: it's a great idea. I mean, imagine a regular bicycle that you pedal and ride around, uh-huh. but instead of sitting upright, you're leaning forward <laughs> on a pad, a small pad, directly above another spinning 53-tooth chain <laughs> ring, directly beneath you,
2: mm-hmm. uh, that you are churning with your arms, like... But well, see Spencer, what's interesting I know people can't watch us right now on the video. You are alternating your arms like this. This is actually your arms are together because you're using a regular bicycle handlebar that you have not tightened correctly and so it's uh, just spinning over and there's some kind of rotor device that keeps the cables for your um for your brakes well, to work now uh, you're
1: you're getting into the technology here a little bit, <laughs> and that is what's exciting about this thing. I am most impressed is that you can coast on either end of your body. This is yes, this, this is, is, is the most exciting thing. Like, I'm used to coasting with my feet, but I've never coasted with my arms before.
2: That's true. I mean, the, t- the twice Maybe cycle video. Maybe you've always video. been coasting Re- with your arms.
1: Think about that. Maybe. Huh? Oh, wow. Blow uh, your mind? This time, I could pedal with my arms and coast <laughs> with my feet, or so coast with both, or I pedal with both, and have twice the watts. Guys, do you think I can break my power numbers with this bike?
2: I think so. What's amazing, Spencer, is that we haven't even discussed Maybe. what your Q factor would be on your handlebars. If you should be running a 34, <laughs> if you need a 48 to go outside of your chest cavity because you're, <laughs> your pad yeah. is right above um, the chest uh, All right, height, guys, let's bring I,
0: Hunter I, Allen in to talk about this, you guys. Hunter, what do you think?
1: Well, <laughs> what you got to do is... <laughs> Get an AK forty seven. Okay. Thanks, Hunter. Make sure nobody messes with you because you look crazy.
2: So this twice cycle got us got me thinking, and Spencer, you took it to the next level. So I already, before I read your note on where to go on this, because I know that most of the people of the slow ride podcast land think that all of the wonderful ideas come from the little guy. But um <laughs> yeah. I I especially on Twitter, I would I would have you know that um so some of the wonderful may as seen on TV. Like if we we need to make a bike, slow ride podcast bike and Spencer, your idea was. Well, my
1: idea was to look up this stupid bike and see (laughs) that on Indiegogo, it did get backed and surpassed its goal of raising $50,000 for production. And I said, that's real money. We could make a bike this dumb. Certainly.
2: How hard could it be? So, exactly. And then you naturally took it to the next level of the Simpsons with the Homer automobile. Um, which was genius. Which was genius, just like Edsel Ford's Edsels. And I think what we need to do here is we need to actually look at the history of, of um, bikes like this that have made their way. So we've, mm-hmm. there's, there's been the treadmill bike. Now, you may remember that there was a version of the treadmill bike that was all around downtown Minneapolis when we were couriers on the back mm-hmm. of a 1980s Buick estate wagon. Beautiful. But the treadmill bike was always exciting because it's like you're walking, but you're on a bicycle that is also moving. And then that.
1: Does the, um, the stair stepper bicycle count as
2: a bicycle or a stair stepper? That's a bicycle too, because that's what I had right here. I, I called it the Stairmaster. Okay. Bicycle or the stair okay. stepper. Um, you're right. And then, Spencer, I, I recall that there was a bike that was sold online, um, or sorry, on TV, talking about the auto shift, like where the bike would automatically shift for you yeah. based on your cadence. Yeah, those uh, are a the little guy. I, Long I, been I, a
1: dream I, of weird inventors in their basements.
2: Now, I knew that little guy would know about that bike. but So, Spencer, mm-hmm. I was just talking to you there, but I appreciate the concurrence there, little guy. Um, yeah. and, and then mm-hmm. the next bike, so I, I think I know what it's going to take to get a bike funded um, on Kickstarter. You guys ready to hear my pitch? Sure. I can't wait. So what this bike needs, it's it's kind of weird, but what you need to do for this bike is you need to find an old abandoned railroad. Yeah okay, I'm on uh, it. I got uh, you. Uh, Check. <laughs> and you build a bike that rides on the rails. Okay. Check. Oh, no, I haven't done <laughs> that
0: do yet. Do Damn, I haven't done that
2: yet. <laughs> okay. Um, in all seriousness, guys, I think we could pull this off. So, what what type of features do we want to have on this bike that we're going to put on <sighs> Kickstarter? Is well, there-
1: okay? So. He- I've got Kickstarter pulled up right now for bicycles, and um, I'm looking through what the current options are, and it looks like everybody's going smart. Everybody wants an app-connected bike. So we have two options. We either connect our bike to an app, or we become disruptors who are (laughs) doing the next cool thing uh, and disrupt the app-connected Kickstarter bike market with a non app
0: connected I like that what do you think about that a totally analog bike rebuild it to be uh, disconnect I I love this idea from the grind
1: that could be
2: part of our pitch like uh,
1: maybe a hashtag like uh, outside is free um you know something (laughs) about getting away like you know adjust
2: your q factor maybe that's part of it maybe Mm. we can find a way to make the q factor adjustable on this bike
0: oh so Mm. you can be comfortable and uncomfortable
2: (laughs) yeah like maybe um, your right leg needs to be closer to the bottom bracket, while your left leg can be way farther out wide.
0: What is the thing that that is like a fair, Faraday case that you put to to keep the the rays in? You could have a bike that has like a little Faraday case. So you put your you put your uh, you put your your phone in there, and then you can't get messages. You can't feel any of the radiation or the a
1: black the vibrations. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, so just a bike a with, with bike. a saddlebag that's a Faraday case, like a really small Faraday case. I have, case.
2: I have a Faraday? cargo bike. Is there a way to combine the cargo bike with little guy's rail bike idea? Can you make a bike with a sidecar? that in, yes. in What the, if the sidecar has the motor?
1: Hang on. Sure. Back to little guy's idea about somewhere to store your phone so you don't look at it. Um, what, if, what if our bike, our, our non-smart analog bike, came with... <laughs> A sensor <laughs> some sort of storage some sort of storage place for your phone like I was thinking initially like on the bike but then I was like wait we need to disrupt this what about like a fanny pack or something mm. and I was like wait no even further what about if the bike comes with like a jersey or something and that it doesn't have pockets like where you would normally have them on your hoodie but it has pockets on the back so you can't see your phone when it's in those pockets.
2: Yeah, yeah. I I thought where you were going to go is you, let's put the phone in the least safe place possible so that if you actually tried to grab it you would get hurt. Like 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 a phone pocket down by a hub. You're like, oh, you are like ah, it sounds like a right next to the disk. sounds
1: like a a, a liability issue yeah. there to me and yeah. and you know <laughs> we we, <don't>, we <laughs> got to spend this money on our <laughs> cabanas in the caribbean so, we can't spend this on okay. lawyers
0: so you can already buy little uh little just bag uh faraday cages for 50 bucks <laughs> right so 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 you can put your phone in there and no one can find it we just gotta we just gotta make a strap to mount it to the bike now one uh-huh. thing that's super amazing is i'm uh, that took me two seconds to google right and how many morons st- storm the capital while live feeding their gps data um, a week ago, all you need is this fifty dollar bag, <laughs> and you could have brought your phone, slipped it in there, and then hypothetically they couldn't have got your GPS data. Mm-hmm.
2: Oh man, okay. I mean, but then everyone around you would have had to have the same because you would have shown up on their videos. See, well, that's that, that's,
0: <laughs> the, that's, a that's true. They were all they were
2: all live streaming. So we anyway, need our bike to be bought by more people.
0: Yeah, but that's we could just buy these bags and just and some duct tape or something <laughs> and rebrand them. So yeah, I'm we'll also
1: seeing a lot of very complicated E wheels that you could add to a bike. Like there are ones with the giant E E assist hub. Um, There's this crazy one with uh, kind of a tri-spoke situation where the tri-spoke rotates, but the rim doesn't, I don't really understand how it works. Um, It's (laughs) wild, but I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, average consumer, they're they're overrun with this kind of technology. They've got smart home, they've got Nest, they've got Alexa, they've got all this stuff. They just want to get away. What if we what if we back it up and use regular metal
2: spokes on 26 and inch a wheels, regular metal rim, 26 inch 20. wheels.
1: That'll cut costs. That'll be good on our side. Yes, yeah.
2: and it further disrupts. It's back mm-hmm. to the analog. I'm yeah, liking this. I love it. Okay, what, okay. We, what we're going to need to do is we're also going to need to make this this bike flashy so everyone's going to want it. Mm-hmm. So it needs a okay. killer paint job.
1: Oh, it's going to need such a... It's got to look really good on the gram, you know?
2: Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. up um, against a wall. We're
1: going to put... Yeah, a lot of our uh, marketing budget is going into Instagram ads and uh, TikToks, whatever those are.
2: <laughs> we should just call this bike the hashtag ball.
1: Yeah, it's got tons of hits. It's got good SEO. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's a smart <laughs> really, play.
2: Really cut through the madness. Okay. Um, All
1: right. I like where this is going. So right now we've got a. Are we gonna do metal or you want to do carbon fiber? Or do you want to do some kind of space age, um, magnesium, uh, titanium? Like what well, are you thinking?
2: Well, let's go to little guy here, our correspondent <laughs> of the the, fa- of the Faraday bags. Uh-huh. <laughs> little guy. Um, Well, are the Faraday bags magnetized? Can we put them on a steel bike, or does it not matter so we can use bamboo? uh,
0: I don't know if it can be magnetized because it blocks electromagnetic. It's just some sort of wire mesh. So, um, yeah, sure, why not? So the whole bike should just be a wire mesh. Bang for
1: buck, little guy. Bang for buck. um, What what sort of uh, uh, material should we use, like for lightweight? Uh, durability, Like, these are people that are going to have to carry it up to the apartment yeah, or whatever. At least in the commercial. Um, probably leave it out in <laughs> winter or something. Yeah, um, definitely. Don't
0: want it to get rusty. Definitely. Um, let's just use some sort of recycled flax or something. Uh,
1: can we... Recycled flax. Tim, uh, do you want to get on looking up recycled flax? And we'll try and work that into the uh, the tier the second tier uh donors mm. to our uh kickstarter fund and maybe the maybe the low tier will just get aluminum bikes. Yeah. Um, well you'll
0: tell everyone it's so fla recycled flax but it's like 4% flax and it's and it's and it's 96% like weird caustic
2: resins. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um can sustainably we sustainably sourced Yeah. I'm thinking more of the accessories. You guys get into the bikes. I want can this bike have a fairing please? It needs to have a fairing no. on the front. Why? No, no,
0: no. Because no. no.
1: we're trying to disrupt. Every bike on here has a fairing. <laughs>
0: it's definitely got a what? place for your Faraday cage, and that's about it.
1: So what we've got so far is a aluminum, s- non-smart bicycle without e-wheels. 26-inch wheels. 26-inch s- spoked wheels. We're probably going to skip disc brakes just for um, cost- and uh, but we'll say it's weight savings. We'll spin it uh marketing team will spin it um, that way. So and we decided we need a really good paint job for the gram. So I'm thinking like a nice fade. Yes. Um yeah. I've got a couple the marketing team also got back to me. Um do you guys how do you let's vote on this? Do you feel like green to yellow, uh midnight blue to purple, magenta or um orange lightning? to kind of a yellow? Oh.
2: Mm. I like the midnight. I'm, I'm blue. a fan of the Midnight Blue? Yeah, I can go with that. We can go with that. Um okay. is this bike gonna be folding? Um for our we have lots of folks, you know, on the Brompton uh mm-hmm. construction floor that listen to us. Um the welders. They they could probably pitch in, no?
0: Yeah, I mean the Not, future is folding.
1: Like they, yeah, they have that corner market uh, that market cornered. Um The uh the folding bike corner is you know. Okay. They've tightly right. fit themselves in there. <laughs> um,
0: there's already a brand called Faraday, so they've got the name yeah, locked
1: on. That's why I was confused, little guy. <laughs> yeah, um, these are stupid bikes. So these for,
0: bikes are disrupting all kinds of conventional wisdom. Yeah. Right. All right. Yeah.
1: So, if, so if we end up with an aluminum 26-inch wheel, I assume mountain bike, uh, maybe with flat bars for comfort, painted with a. Uh, blue to purple, magenta, fade. Yeah. We've invented a Klein.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's what it sounds like. And how yes. much are those going for right now? A lot.
1: Well, like eight grand. Yeah,
2: so I'm uh, pretty sure we're going to be able to finance this bad boy after just selling one or two of them.
1: hmm So, should we call it the clone? <laughs> with a Q? And <laughs> Klein so with a Q.
2: Kwan.
1: Qu- Ooh. Kwan, Qu- Put them on there for about a thousand (laughs) bucks, make our, uh, make our millions and, uh, retire early. You guys, I think we
2: did it. Yeah. Pretty sure we just nailed it boys. This is fantastic. (laughs) Oh, wow. What a wonderful episode of the slow ride podcast guys. Um,
1: I mean, if you want to make a smart bike, we can make a smart bike.
2: Yeah. Uh, little guy, you got anything else you want to add to our amazing bike?
0: Oh no! I think it's got a lot of stuff on it already. <laughs> it's probably pretty loaded down.
2: What kind of suspension do you want to have on this little guy? Oh,
0: it's gonna have mm. linkage fork, obviously. <laughs> you guys know I wouldn't. I would never put my name, put my good name on any bike that didn't have a linkage fork.
1: Right. So I think uh, another thing that maybe we overlooked that all these um, GoFundMe, Indiegogo type of uh, bike. Things always want are brake lights. Oh yeah. I don't it's know why great. that's such a big deal. What, Everybody wants what brake lights. Yeah. I have no idea. Yeah. Like, um, but
0: because they're all after where, car mean, people. They, all the I feel like all all the Kickstarter sort of Indiegogo ones are after car people who are just like realize bikes are <laughs> a thing and they're just their minds are so blown but they're like I got to do it smart. I want to do it the right way.
1: I got to be looking at my phone all the time, yeah. and I got to know when people are it's stopping in front of me so that I can stop. They're
0: like, when I drive, I want to see brake lights, so obviously people are going to want to see mm-hmm. that when I'm biking. And turn signals, definitely. People are definitely going to notice turn signals on your bike. Yeah, and respect them. I had little bar ends with turn signals once, and um, they didn't really work. Did you use them? No, I, I broke one of them when I was putting it in, so I didn't put the other one in, and then I let um, tamboon and tamboon and play with it. But hypothetically, they were like so. little red lights that could go in your bar ends, and then you could tap them and they would blink. So you could be like,
1: turn to right, turn to left. What if, uh, what if we invented some sort of brake lever that had uh, uh, like a button, like a thumb button on the inside that you could uh, use as a turn signal?
0: I think we could do that. Like, a, yeah, like we could take it. We could make a single speed, but we could just get old campy levers and turn what? the thumbs into like <laughs> left. And then the little paddle could be right. What
2: my favorite part, I mean, now Spencer, when we're talking about bikes with brake lights, um, is leading me to think about the, uh, the second floor at inner bike. Like we're right where you're like, like, Oh, here's my helmet, um, cover that actually has a light on the front and the back, like a halo type device was a classic, Mm -hmm. um,
1: it, what, about, what about the um the helmet that when you when it sensed you were falling over it, like blew up like an airbag, that was a good one. That was Whoa. a good
2: one. <laughs> I like that. I like that. <laughs> that was really. Can good we
1: integrate one. that into our Kickstarter bike? This yeah. bike is so safe that when you start to crash, it blows up into a, a rubber raft, basically.
0: Now, here's the question: Do you get one only one blow up, or is this like um, a parachute? Like you can repack it. Well, it's like a.
1: Yeah, CO two. Oh, you get you get one blow up. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: because I was thinking, if you get more than one blow up, you could you could use it to do like novelty pratfalls and 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 just do some do some yucks with your friends. Yeah. Like you show up to your friend's house, they wave at you as you pull into the oh front my yard, God. fake a fall, and you flick the switch, and you like explode into this giant raft.
1: Little guy, if you can crack this, I mean your idea is great and all, but like if you can crack this, <laughs> okay. imagine the market. The, what what market is hottest right now in cycling? That's right, bike packing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Imagine if you could ride your bike across oh country and then what? pop it into a raft oh. and like cruise down a river or a stream for a while mm. or ford across. People love taking those and pictures like that. Pack it back in. Okay, this is it. We've we've invented the Homer. Um, <laughs> yes, wait, we need Let's... an all-terrain bike packing bicycle that transforms into a raft at some point. <laughs> has brake lights, and is smart connected. I think this is a, we can get VC money for this. Oh, yeah. For yeah. sure.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my, my Tom and Tom Boone today did tell me he wanted to build a pedal-powered car. It just, I didn't tell him that he invented a pedal pub. I didn't want to break his heart. But <laughs> He did. <laughs> he did. <laughs> when we were in the basement with all my piles of bike stuff, he's pulling stuff out, and he, like, had this moment where he looked at me and was like, I'm going to make a pedal-powered car and then i was like okay cool and later in the day he did say could somebody make a car that goes in water he's like he's like connecting all these forms of transportation and it's it's blowing
2: his mind so um and that's where we are too. oh man this is this is so good that uh the pedal power like your son was gonna make a pedal pub that's that's fantastic (laughs) i would have really thought it'd be when you were talking about when you were starting to think about uh boat powered cars Mm -hmm. or whatever that crossover. I was thinking when you were describing that story that he actually came out to you with like a bunch of drawings of engineered drawings of pedal pubs. He's like, Oh dad, (laughs) this is what I'm thinking. Like, like really putting the pressure on you to be like, dad, you're going to help me build this yeah, or otherwise I'm going to be eternally disappointed in you. And then you would have had to build a pedal pub. That would have been the greatest thing of all time. (laughs)
0: I, yeah, I won't have to. There's, I mean, Spencer knows this, and South Minneapolis people will know this, but there's a, a there's neighbor a of mine who has built many uh, very hacked, random piece, uh, pedal pub things, but more like, um, Tall more like so. a semi that has 15 places for people to ride and, like, a pit to roast a pig on and a skate ramp on it. And, like, the craziest yeah, thing. Yeah, that guy's crazy. He's totally um. crazy. <laughs> Can you believe it? He His name is Matt.
2: Well, obviously. And he lives a block from you. Yeah, and it's
0: and it's not big, Matt. But he's the other way. I am, I am the most sane Matt, sandwiched between two completely crazy Matts. That's the best. Thing I don't. About where I don't
1: want to send us right back into conspiracy corner or anything here. <laughs> but but the the professional um pedal pubs that we see pedaling around with a bunch of drunkards on them. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think those are really bikes, or do you think the guy? the The bartender is really just working the control, like it's an e bike or something, and he's just like, you know, foot on the pedal a little bit, Mm -hmm. because you know nobody's really trying that hard to pedal that
2: bike. You know, this is actually, yeah, this is really legit. And where we could have found out, like it's a
1: golf cart under there, where we
2: could have found out, is when when it crashed going down the hill, taking the right hand turn in downtown (sighs) Minneapolis, there in in near northeast. Remember that? Like that's when you could have seen, yeah on the, the bottom of the bike. Yeah. If the wheels kept spinning like Ryder <laughs> Heshtal's wheel at, at the Giro. <laughs> like Yeah. Yeah. Like like that is the ultimate conspiracy is do those wheels have motors in them? That's a good one. I don't Spence, see dude. the UCI out there with the motor reader, the thermo mm. imaging.
1: S- we haven't seen the iPad in no. a little while, have we?
2: <laughs> <I'm> pretty sure <laughs> pretty sure the iPad is is gonna be out in Portland at their world at the worlds. <laughs> it's like,
1: well, obviously if Q <laughs> has anything to say about it, mm-hmm.
2: definitely. Uh, <laughs> wow. Well guys with that, I think we need to bring it in to this amazing episode of the slow ride podcast. Yeah. We'd like to thank all of our returning and um, continuing sponsors, including Buckler skincare, head to dot to check out the miracle Wap shammy cream. Also Grimper brothers for their continued support with two blends of Wide Angle Podium exclusive coffee by going to WideAnglePodium.com coffee. Furthermore, we would love it if you could support the Slow Ride Podcast and the family of Wide Angle Podium shows, including Cyclocross Radio, Nowhere Fast, and Criterium Nation by heading over to WideAnglePodium.com and selecting Donut, Donate, to figure out how you... <laughs> <laughs> to figure, figure out how to support... Yeah. <laughs> and with that, <sighs> this is Tim in Boston Cream Pie, Orlando, Florida.
1: This is
0: Matt really wanting a donut by this point in the episode <laughs> in <With> Minneapolis.
1: And, <laughs> and this is Spencer in Boston, Massachusetts, reminding you to always wave at all your fellow cyclists who you see out on the road somebody might have a donut.
0: The Slow Ride Podcast. Bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow and on Twitter at the Slow Ride
3: makes me stronger. Wow what an episode that was amazing when that one person said that thing and then the other person totally like set them straight oh man that was great i'm gonna have to go back and listen to that again but hey since i have your attention now hello cyclocross friends new friends and old friends and soon-to-be friends my name's bill i host another show on the wide angle podium podcast network it's called cyclocross radio and we talk to the biggest stars in cyclocross and even the medium stars in cyclocross and some of the soon-to-be stars in cyclocross we also have a panel discussion we call the media pit with my buddy zach and michael where we go over all of the new rules that might be coming out and the calendar situations and races that happen. It's a great time. It's a great conversation. We built an amazing community that we want you to be part of. So go to WideAnglePodium.com, become a member there, then go to your favorite podcast app and subscribe to Cyclocross Radio. Do it. Do it now, Cyclocross friends.